When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. What is up, my beautiful people? Welcome to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. I am reporting live from an undisclosed location deep in the heart of Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, it's once again time to step on the pitch. The game is underway. Here we go. So today's subject is the quarterfinals of the Champions League, which is set to begin just a few days from now, more specifically next Tuesday. Certainly going to be a very, very interesting round. Real Madrid and Liverpool. If that's not interesting enough, check this out. Bayern Munich and Paris Saint-Germain. Who would have imagined that? Who would have predicted that? Ooh, would even thought of that? Well, honestly, absolutely nobody. This is what I love about the Champions League, folks. When it goes down to the final eight, things get more intense. If you think things are intense now, the final four, well, that's still, that's going to be a hell of another story. But let's go on and dig deeper into the quarterfinals. Well, what's interesting? Liverpool and Real Madrid. A rematch of the 2018 Champions League final. Well, what's interesting is that both clubs are not in top form. Liverpool is a mess right now when it comes to Premier League play. Amazingly enough, they've actually been doing better in the Champions League than they have been doing in the Premier League. And speaking of their Premier League, let's take a look at where they stand at the moment. Well, it's definitely not a good spot because they are in 7th place. Okay, but they are within three points of getting to fifth place, so their hopes of finishing in the top four are not quite done yet. But Liverpool has not been playing good recently. Excuse me, they are sitting with 13 wins, 7 draws, and 9 losses. 46 points. Huh. Allowing 36 goals this season. Liverpool's defense has been a mess. Let's keep in mind there's been the injuries as well. Real Madrid, on the other hand, still in contention for the La Liga title, but they are in third place, two points shy of Barcelona, who's four points shy of Atletico Madrid, who's got a clear path ahead. Real Madrid's really got their work cut out for them, and right now their chances to win the La Liga title have decreased a bit slightly. Although their chances probably were never really that high. 
So it all comes down to this. The first leg, of course, Real Madrid's got home field advantage. But just recently, it was learned that Sergio Ramos picked up a muscle injury while on international duty and has been officially ruled out for both legs against Liverpool. Quite a bummer, isn't it? I'm sure the entire world was looking forward to seeing Mohamed Salah and Sergio Ramos square off again after what happened in 2018. Not sure, you know, the bad blood between the two. I don't even know if there's any bad blood at all. I mean, knowing Mo Salah for who he is, it just would have been interesting if Mo Salah can go the entire game staying healthy. Lord knows what he could what he could do to Real Madrid. To be honest, while both teams are not in top form, I have to say that Liverpool is the favorite. Sure, Liverpool is certainly a mess in Premier League play, but Real Madrid is not very convincing in both Premier League play and Champions League play. Although Real Madrid did take care of Atalanta in quite convincing fashion. However, without Sergio Ramos, we all know that Real Madrid does not do too well. Well, Real Madrid's defense is still going to have their work cut out for them, as will the Liverpool defense. So with both defense struggling, I guess it's safe to say that we can expect a high-scoring game. I'm going to be honest, I think this game, while Liverpool can certainly win it, I think this game, game number one, is going to end up in a 2-2 draw. I'm sure Karim Benzema can make an impact for Los Blancos, and I'm sure Mo Salah, along with Sadio Mane, they can certainly make a huge impact for the Reds. But I know that this game has the potential of being decided in the second leg, which, which should take place at Anfield in Liverpool. And if Liverpool's got that advantage, well, Liverpool's certainly not going to let Real Madrid advance at their expense. So what does Real Madrid have to do to take care of this game? Well, to be honest, that's perfectly simple. Now I'm going to take you all based on an article that I wrote on, Liverpool, on, excuse me, on Real Madrid's chances against Liverpool in the quarterfinals. Okay. Well, Real Madrid, in their case, they were already fortunate enough to avoid elimination in the round of 16 for the third consecutive time. Okay, but Real Madrid is far from being a worthy contender for the title. Okay, this to be honest, this whole thing, while Liverpool could be the favorite on paper, or I mean, any team could be the favorite on paper. Although I say Liverpool, it's a 50-50 situation. Like I said, Liverpool's not doing very well in Premier League play. You know, in the last 10 EPL games, you know, Liverpool's only had three wins. And Liverpool has not won an EPL game since December 16th. So, but, you know, Liverpool's, you know, done well in the Champions League. You know, got past the round of 16 while the odds were certainly not, not in their favor. So, what does Real Madrid have to do? Well, it's quite simple. Real Madrid's going to have to score some goals, obviously. But it goes more than that. Okay? Real Madrid's got to score goals, but they got to be balanced. Like they got to play good on the they got to play good on the attack and on defense, okay? The problem is without Sergio Ramos, without the captain, Real Madrid doesn't have that guiding light. But they gotta understand the fact, you know what, Sergio Ramos isn't gonna be there forever. I mean, Sergio Ramos is 35 years old. You know, we don't know how much longer his career is gonna last. I mean, he's certainly getting to that. He's starting it. He's, he's already begun to age. Okay? I mean, we all know Real Madrid really hasn't been the same since Cristiano Ronaldo left for Juventus, which was certainly a bit controversial. 
But much like Liverpool, Real Madrid has a lot at stake, okay? They need all the momentum that they can find. So therefore, but so the one, most important thing as far as the, as far as Real Madrid goes is that it's the, the same thing goes for Liverpool. Both teams cannot take each other lightly. Okay? Because taking each other lightly could be a costly mistake for both teams. Okay? Real Madrid wants to get to the wants to get out of the quarterfinals. You know, and both teams need as much momentum going into this game. I mean, they got to fight. You know, international duty is over. So, I mean, and unfortunately, Liverpool, you know, uh, excuse me, Real Madrid did suffer a loss, you know, with Sergio Ramos, who again picked up the, a muscle injury while international duty playing uh, with his native Spain in World Cup qualifiers. So, but in Real Madrid's case, they certainly are the underdogs. But it's totally up to them to find a way to overcome the odds and prove the critics wrong. In Liverpool's case, it's definitely the same thing. Again, you know, the Premier League is a bad story on them, but they got to understand that, you know, right now they're, they're at risk of not qualifying for anything next season, okay? And they need to find a way to get some hardware back to Liverpool. Liverpool does not want to fall back in the hole. They don't want to go through years of mediocrity, okay? And it's not surprising that ESPN has Liverpool advancing to the Final Four. It's really no surprise at all. Because of how Liverpool played in the round of 16. Okay, and we all know how vulnerable Real Madrid can be. So that's why I stand with what I say. I think game one ends in a 2-2 draw. And it's going to be down. It's, it's going to go down to game two. And I think Liverpool is certainly going to have that edge. But now we move on to the other interesting one. Paris Saint-Germain and Bayern Munich. Well... If you, if you were to ask me, what does PSG have to do? Well, number one is they, they got to score some freaking goals. That's what doomed them in the final last season. In PSG, in the final against Bayern Munich, they could not score any goals. They repeatedly threatened and threatened and threatened and threatened only to be denied. Okay? Only to be denied. PSG cannot allow Bayern Munich to deny them again. Okay. And much like Real Madrid, Bayern Munich also suffered a costly loss. Because Robert Lewandowski, the Bayern Munich superstar, picked up a ligament injury in international duty and is out for at least two weeks. He's already been ruled out for both legs. Now, in my opinion, that does not do PSG any favors. Some might say that I am crazy, but I'm going to explain to you why that does not do PSG any favors, okay? Because Bayern Munich has a lot of other talent that can take over. They've got a lot of other talent that's perfectly capable of pulling, of, of placing an impact, okay? Thomas Mueller, okay? Leroy Sané, Serge Gnabry, just to name a few. Alfonso Davies, you know, on the defense, you know, he could certainly make a difference. Let's not mention Kingsley Coman, who's, who's the one who scored the game-winning goal in the final, Okay? So the loss of Robert Lewandowski, while may be a bit painful, to be honest, it does not give PSG any, any advantage, okay? Because Byron's defense is pretty iron rock solid. Benjamin Pavard, Alfonso Davies, just named a few. Alright? There's a lot at stake for PSG. And it's up to PSG to actually get the job done this time. So they're going to have to score goals, and they're going to have to find a way to deny Bayern Munich all the opportunities possible. They can't afford Bayern Munich anything. Bayern Munich cannot have anything to do their advantage. PSG wants to keep the advantage on their side. They want to stay in control of the game the entire time. 
So PSG is going to have to score goals. They're going to have to be balanced on defense because that defense is so, the PSG defense, you know, likes of Presnel Kipembe, just name him a few, they're still going to have a hard time. But PSG is going to have to be a well-balanced team. They're going to have to excel on defense and on the attack. And I'm concerned for PSG because Kylian Mbappe had a terrible, terrible outing in his latest international duty. In France's three World Cup qualifying games, Kylian Mbappe failed to make an impact. Okay, He was even denied a penalty against a relatively weak nation in Kazakhstan. Okay. So Kylian Mbappe is gonna have to get it. To, is gonna have to get it together. He's gonna be needed for this match. He could be the key factor for PSG. He could be a huge reason why PSG makes an impact in this one. Okay, he made an impact against Barcelona, scoring four goals, including the hat trick uh, in the first leg. So if he can do that against Barcelona, then he can certainly do that against Bayern Munich. Even though Barcelona is going through struggles, and, Bar- and Bayern Munich is certainly on a whole different level. They're much tougher. They're much smarter, and they're playing a whole lot better. The bottom line is, if Kylian Mbappe can do something big against one club, he sure as hell can do it against another big club. And they better hope that Neymar is healthy and ready to go, because because PSG is going to have is going to need to be at full strength. Everybody is going to have to be ready to go. Angel Di Maria, Marco Verratti, Moise Keane, Mbappe, Neymar, all of them. Everybody is going to need to be ready to go. Okay, and they can't screw up. Okay, no snop, no sloppy play, no missed chances. Okay. You gotta take every chance. You gotta cash in because if you mess up, okay. If Bayern Munich has that chance, you can bet that Bayern Munich is gonna cash it in because Bayern Munich is not the kind of team that's gonna let chances slip away. So if you screw up, Bayern Munich's gonna take over, okay. And, and in other words, if PSG does not take advantage of anything, if Bayern Munich has an opportunity, well, you're damn right they're gonna take advantage of their opportunities, okay. It's you know in PSG's case, you know this game, you know they start this game as the away side, okay. So perhaps they already have the chance to maybe take away of the away goals rule, okay? But the fact is, Bayern Munich can do it in the next game. So PSG is going to have to win this game convincingly. If PSG could score three goals and find a way to keep a clean sheet, the advantage is totally on their side. But they're going to have to finish it in the second leg. Because Bayern Munich is certainly capable of coming out of that disadvantage. So at all costs, PSG is going to have to play better than Bayern Munich in every category. They're going to have to outshine them in every way possible. So that's how PSG is going to have to win. Score goals. Play well on defense. Do not let Bayern Munich take advantage of you on anything. Don't afford them any opportunities. Because like I said, Bayern Munich can take advantage and it will be costly. Bayern Munich can take care of it and they can win. They can advance at your expense. PSG already has to deal with the fact that Bayern Munich took the title from them last last, uh, year. PSG does not want to let that happen again. PSG wants that title. They need that title. Because the last few years, PSG has won so much hardware, but the one thing that they've failed to do, and the one thing they want so bad, is the Champions League title. And they are absolutely determined to bring it to Paris. So now we switch to Bayern Munich. Now what do they have to do? Well, now that... The fa- number one is they can't let the fact that Robert Lewandowski is absent, they can't let that get to their head, but I don't think they will. Bayern Munich has a mentality advantage, and that's something that PSG does not have. PSG is, is, has apparently has a history of not having a winning mentality when coming in these big games, which is why they've come up short numerous times. I mean, in 2018, coming up short against Real Madrid, 2019 against Manchester United, it's that mentality, it's, it's that lack of winning mentality that's that's really haunted them too. And the fact that PSG crumbles under tremendous pressure. 
Bayern Munich has the mentality advantage and talent as well. Let's be honest. As far as talent goes, it, it's arguable, okay? It can go either way. Some might say PSG has the better talent. Some might say Bayern Munich has the better talent. The bottom line is both teams have superior talent, okay? But the one main advantage that Bayern Munich has is the mentality. That's another reason why they were able to win last year, because it took only one goal, okay, and just playing defense and just, you know, keeping in control of the game, getting into PSG's head is how they were able to retain that lead and keep a clean sheet in the final. So Bayern Munich's going to use that mental advantage that they have, okay? PSG's going to have to find a mental advantage of their own and outsmart and outthink the guys. Kind of said that in the opposite way. So PSG needs to outthink and outsmart Bayern Munich. But Bayern Munich has to do the same thing. They need to outthink and outsmart PSG, but they got to do it quickly. I mean, like I said, even if PSG has a 2-0 lead within the next the first 30 minutes, <laughs> if, if anybody were to say the game's over, well, I would say, well, you are absolutely wrong. Knowing Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich can actually come back and score four unanswered goals if they could, if they managed to get it together. So Bayern Munich is going to be the same thing. They're going to have to outthink and outsmart the, the Parisians, but they're going to have to do it quickly. If they can score quickly and keep scoring, then PSG is going to, that pressure is going to build up on PSG's back, and PSG is going to do what they do best. They are going to crumble under pressure. They are going to be disappointed. They're going to go home sad. More importantly, they'll, they'll go home as losers, and PSG does not want that to happen. But Bayern Munich, okay, let's keep in mind, Bayern Munich, I, ha- I have them favored to win the title again. I've been saying that for a long time. Bayern Munich has more than what it takes to win the to def, to successfully retain the title and bring home another one. And PSG certainly has what it takes as talent wise is what it takes to win their first title. But Bayern Munich being the favorite, okay, the one that they've won the title last year, Bayern Munich is the heavy favorite, and the PSG is gonna have to find a way to overcome the odds. Bayern Munich's case, they're just gonna have to they're just gonna have to prove why they are favorites, and they're gonna have to prove why they are worthy of winning the title again. So game one, PSG and Bayern Munich. I'm gonna have to go. Bayern Munich wins three to two. If PSG pulls off the win, I'm gonna be very, very surprised. I'll be back on this show and I'll, I'll and I'll express how surprised I am. To be quite frank, I'm gonna tell you how shocked I am. But I really don't see PSG taking this win. Okay, I think Bayern Munich. You know, I mean, you know, I'm already humble. I'm already crazy enough to say that Bayern Munich's gonna it's gonna allow two goals from PSG. Okay. So Bayern Munich wins three to two, okay, and then going you know the second leg being in the, in the French capital, PSG is, is going to be under more pressure while Bayern Munich is going to be motivated to seal the deal in convincing fashion. That's two of the games down, the two interesting ones, and quite frankly, folks, I can't tell y'all how excited I am to watch the games. Okay, it's not the fan perspective that's really excited. I mean, okay, it's the fan perspective. But the fact that it's Real Madrid and Liverpool, Bayern Munich and PSG, from a sports running perspective, it does not get any better than that. But now we move to Porto and Chelsea. Well, 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 well. If I were to stand here today and tell y'all that Chelsea is going to easily eviscerate Porto, well, that quite frankly would make me a total, total idiot. Because I would ask myself, have I forgot? Has I have I forgotten that Porto li- eliminated Juventus? <laughs> they did, in, in fact, <laughs> eliminate Juventus, and not only did they eliminate Juventus in spectacular fashion, I should remind y'all that you know Porto actually picked up a two-one win against Juventus at home. That's pretty difficult to do, especially you know when you're a much smaller club. 
especially a team like Juventus, although Juventus really hasn't been that strong out of Serie A play. So this game is actually going to be at home. playing. They, they go against Chelsea. Well, let's keep in mind, Chelsea has, has yet to lose under the leadership of Thomas Tuchel. Thomas Tuchel has really turned Chelsea around. Now, even though he was fired from PSG, I stress the fact I never lost my respect for Thomas Tuchel. I never denied the fact that he's, in fact, a good manager. It just came to the point where things were not working out anymore for him in, in PSG. So both sides needed to move on. The club and him. And for him, things have been going out pretty good. I mean, I'm really honest, so far he's having the better end of the deal than PSG is. Because a- a- after he- he's been gone, you know, PSG hasn't really been that much better. I mean, I'm sorry, but that- that's that's just the truth, guy, y'all. And y'all know me, I take the vow. I solemnly swear to tell you the truth, the whole truth, or nothing but the truth, so help me, God. Anyway, focusing on this game. Well, as far as Chelsea goes, obviously the lineup, it's it's really hard to predict because I don't know who, who's going to be in the lineup. I don't know if Christian Pulisic is going to play. I don't know if Olivier Giroud is going to play. And quite frankly, I don't know if N'Golo Conte is going to play because he also picked up an injury during international duty. After France's first game against Ukraine, he picked up a hamstring injury and was immediately sent to Chelsea. Now, as far as him being ruled out, I have not seen anything yet, although I am desperate to find out. But if Angelo Conte is not playing, then that's certainly a a big, big loss for for Chelsea. Because Angelo Conte is one of Chelsea's most valuable assets. Okay, you know, and hamstring injury, especially for a soccer player, is just not good. He was already ruled out of France's World Cup qualifiers in those games, obviously. But as far as him being ruled out against the Champions League, that has that is yet to be seen. And speaking of speaking of Angelo Conte, apparently, you know what I'm seeing is that a few days ago, Chelsea's Twitter official Twitter account had been hit with backlash after they after they posted an Angelo Conte meme. Now, if Angelo Conte was was once again the victim of racial abuse, well, that also pisses me off because I'm a strong supporter of Angelo Conte. I mean, he's the guy that I love to cheer for. <laughs> All right, well, looking looking at this meme, okay, well, I'm not gonna go into great lengths for it, but you know, I really don't think it's ever a good idea to post a, to post a picture with Angelo, a meme with Angelo Conte involving today's current events, what's going on. But anyway, moving on. It's yet to be announced if he's going to play with Chelsea, but, well, if it's a hamstring injury, I'm sure that I, I think, if I, if, I were to take, if I were to take a wild guess, take a high-risk gamble, I would actually assume that he won't play the first leg. Even if he's cleared, maybe as a, as a safety precaution, it would be smarter if he does not play the, the first leg. That, that's a shame, too, because Chelsea has to start off on the road. Against Porto, Porto is strong. There's no doubt about that. But if and, and the same thing goes with Christian Pulisic, okay? You know, uh, you know, you know. For me, you know, aside from the fact that I am a strong supporter of the French national team, I do support the U.S. national team, okay? And Christian Pulisic is a guy I cheer for. I heavily root for, okay? But what's scary is that you know, if, if he's on the starting lineup, you know, I'm praying like every second of the game that he does not get hurt because unfortunately. Kristen Pulisic has a history of injuries. And it's not really been going well lately. And, you know, his time at Chelsea has been, has been limited so far. But I can honestly assume that if things have been going well, if he's been healthy and everything, 
I think that he's definitely going to start in this game. But, you know, like I said, I, I, I can only assume. I can't really say for sure. I mean, he could start. That's the best thing I can say. I'm not going to say that I'm 100% convinced that he will. But... But I think with the, how things have been going under Thomas Tuchel, I think Chelsea could certainly challenge Porto. Porto certainly can't underestimate Chelsea. Well, Chelsea certainly can't underestimate Porto. So that being said, I, I think this game's probably going to end in a 1-1 tie. You know, it's amazing how the, how the quarterfinals, you know, a lot of times you predict the, the first leg is a tie because, you know, we want... That's how we want it, isn't it? We want the, the series to be decided in the second leg. I mean, that's what makes the Champions League interesting, isn't it? But as far as Chelsea goes, well, since I have no idea how, the, you know, the starting lineup could be any anyway, it can go either way. I mean, Olivier Giroud could start for all I know. Christian Pulisic could also be in a starting lineup. But since I don't know who could possibly be in it, I can't give a full prediction. So, I mean, if I had the lineup right now with me, I could certainly give it to you. But since I don't, you know, the most realistic way I can go is just simply say it's going to be a 1-1 tie. But either team is certainly capable of taking the win in Game 1. But now we move to Manchester City and Borussia Dortmund. When we think of Borussia, Borussia Dortmund, we think of Erling Haaland, their Norwegian superstar. A dude who's really going to give Kylian Mbappe a run for his money for the next year, for the next few years, I should say, for the next generation or so. Two young guys already making a hell of an impact. Well, obviously, Manchester City has got to be the overwhelming favorite, right? Well, Dortmund eliminated Sevilla, okay? Well, Manchester City, on the other hand, easily took care of Motion Gladbach. You know... Manchester City didn't have much of a challenge in the round of 16, but Borussia Dortmund did, okay? So, in Manchester City's case, if they underestimate Borussia Dortmund, that is going to be a terrible and fatal mistake, okay? Because if they do, Borussia Dortmund is going to destroy them, okay? They got to deal with Borussia Dortmund, you know, at home already, okay? Borussia Dortmund's a pretty good club, you know, never count them out. Do not count them out. But at the same time, Manchester City is a very tough club. You know, as far as Manchester City goes, I mean, the news lately was is that it's been announced that at the end of the season, Sergio Aguero will officially leave the club. And as far as and in Manchester City's case, you know, they've already got the Premier League title, you know, and their grip. They just got to finish out the season before they can officially hoist it above their head. Manchester City, 22 wins, 5 draws, and 3 losses, you know, they have 71 points, and Manchester United, who's in second place, is at 57 points. <laughs> that's a 14 points. That's 14 points clear. 14 points, and there's no way Manchester City is going to lose out. There's no way. I mean, right now, the the, the the only thing to compete for in the Premier League is just who's going to finish in second place. And Manchester United already has their hands full with Leicester City knocking on the door, and Chelsea is already starting to climb right back up to that fight. <sighs> I think Dortmund is going to be overwhelmed in this one. Taking a look at all the players, you know, you know the available, you know, for Manchester, you know, again, there's Aguero, he's still there. You know, Kevin De Bruyne, Riyad Mahrez, just to name a few, Raheem Sterling, okay. That <laughs> that's a lot, okay. That that's certainly a lot, and it's it's going to be overwhelming for Dortmund, okay. 
But looking at Dortmund, their players, you know, from Erling Holland, you know, there's also Jaden Sancho, Marcus Roos, Giovanni Reina, just to name a few, Mats Hummels, okay, Rafael Guerrero, who's a defender, Axel Witzel. So, in that case, I have to say that while Manchester City is, is certainly capable of winning easily, I don't think they will. And Dortmund's certainly capable of pulling an upset, and I don't think that's going to happen. So therefore, I have to go with, you know, this first game, Manchester City's going to win 3-1. to Manchester City's got so much momentum going ahead. So, And while Dortmund did actually win convincingly in the round of 16 against Sevilla, who won the Europa League last year, you know, Dortmund's not is going to face a challenge, and you know, the challenge is going to be much more difficult than they could have ever anticipated. But I do expect Dortmund to put up a fight. But I think Manchester City is going to be too much of them, and that's why Manchester City wins three to one. So Dortmund's going to have to pull it together and find a way to pull off the impossible in the second leg. So, just to clarify everything and to go over basically how I said it. So for Real Madrid and Liverpool, the first leg, again, a 2-2 two two draw. Bayern Munich versus Paris Saint-Germain. Bayern Munich wins the first leg, 3-2. Manchester City, again, 3-1 against Dortmund at home. While Porto and Chelsea ends up ends in a 1-1 tie. It's going to make the second leg more exciting. Okay. Now if we're looking at which, which teams are better than anyone... Obviously, Manchester City is is better than. I mean, while Dortmund is good, Manchester they're obviously not a match for Manchester City. As far as Porto and Chelsea goes, you know, right now it kind of seems like these teams are a bit evenly matched. In Porto again eliminated Juventus, and Chelsea disposed of Atletico Madrid. So both teams are a bit evenly matched. Both teams are pretty over, or are pretty motivated. But with Thomas Tuchel, the impact he's made so far, Chelsea is certainly capable of pulling the upset. Okay. It's a game that you know. Either way, it could go. It could go either way, and it's really difficult to predict Porto and Chelsea again, especially because I don't. It's because we don't know how Chelsea's lineup is gonna be. Like we can't even get a clue, a firm clue, because it could be anyway. But, but Porto and Chelsea, a one-one tie is, is the most realistic I can go. And again, you know, that's how it is. And you know, with Bayern Munich, that PSG. I mean, you know, PSG is gonna have a really difficult time. So, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, into the Net FC. Is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Thank you all very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? 
We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to trylifemd.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.